You're listening to Real Estate for Real People, hosted by the Stone Sisters. The Stone Sisters have built an award-winning realty business, and they're here to share some of their knowledge with you. A new episode drops every Thursday. If you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And visit www.stonesisters.com for more information just like this. Hi again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Real Estate for Real People. I'm Tamara. And this is I'm Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) We're the Stone Sisters. And today we're going to share with you how to win in multiple offers. We are seeing multiple offers, I think, all across the country. Um, The market is very, very active. It's hard to win out in a multiple offer, and majority of properties are going into multiple offers. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was talking to an agent um, at our group yesterday, and she said, I can't believe it. I'm writing with a buyer on a property, and I'm not in multiple offers. I think that was the first one she's written in a year to not be going into multiple offers. So this is the reality of the market, and Mm -hmm. we would love to share some tips with you on how do you best prepare the best offer so that you win in that multiple offer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what can you do to give yourself a competitive advantage? Mm-hmm. Because you're up against, you know, on average, I would say, depending on the price point and, and type of property, but you can expect that you'll have two or three other buyers who are trying to buy the same property, upwards of 40. We've, yeah, we've, for sure. Yeah. We've had 40 uh, different offers coming in on property. So mm-hmm. what do you do to be able to secure a home, particularly in this market where prices are escalating? Overnight. Yeah. But certainly every week we are seeing higher prices and Mm -hmm. consistently we're seeing records get broken and values that we thought weren't attainable are attainable and then some. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing it comes down to is price. Mm -hmm. There's no question. You have to go in with your highest possible price that you can. Mm -hmm. And something that I always, you know, we always say to, to clients is, you know, would you be willing to walk away for that property? Go in with your highest price that you weren't willing to lose it for. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it sells for 10000 above that and you're okay to walk away from that, then you know you're at your mm-hmm. max price. Yeah, you don't want to get silly with it. You don't want to. You don't want to get in over your head. Mm-hmm. You you know you really don't want to overextend yourself and be house poor. But in a market like we're seeing, where the values have changed so so dramatically, you know it's, it used to be we would look at you know look at a, a house that was on the market and you'd say okay well. Other homes like this have sold over the past three or six months. So, you know, this is a fair price and I should expect to pay about 98% of what's what it's listed for. Now I think you have to look and say, okay, well, three months ago or one month ago, a house sold for, you know, 600000 So I've got to add another 8% because that's how much the yep. market has gone up. And then I know I'm against 10 other people. So at least it's not 40, but it is 10. So you add on to that as well. Mm -hmm. And so the price really, you know, we often get asked, well, what price? And it's so hard to say. And, and, you know, we don't know. I mean, we just had a property that sold. It was, it was a townhouse and was mm-hmm. listed at, at one price and it sold to over 200,000 over asking. Mm-hmm. Um, still under a million. But, you know, in our marketplace, that was, that was a significant increase. And, mm-hmm. you know, we hadn't seen a townhouse in that area of town sell at that price point ever. Mm-hmm. So they certainly broke a record there. And I'm sure no one predicted that it would sell at that point. So, Price is really going to be determined by each individual buyer and yeah. what they feel that value is. And keep in mind, we have lots of buyers that are coming here from other cities that are selling their properties. And, you know, they don't think, they don't blink an eye at some of our no. our list prices. You know, they still, Kelowna is still deemed, um, and the Okanagan in general, is still deemed relatively affordable, mm-hmm. if we can, you know, believe, believe that. Believe that so, with average price over a million. But yeah. yeah. But it is. So... 
and it's it's a good point because you know we'll still receive questions from from buyers mm. saying okay well but the house needs some work or you know the floors are scratched mm. or it's it's you know it's not all that nice so I think I'm going to go in you know at ninety five percent of asking or ninety nine percent of asking and you know it's really tough and and it's something that we we talk with our our other agents at Stone Sisters about a lot mm. is. You know, we we aren't the type of agents who are going to force somebody. We we don't ever want to force someone to pay more than they're comfortable because they're the ones paying for this. Yeah, and yet it can be heartbreaking seeing somebody consistently lose out on houses. We, you know, we've had some clients make very good offers. Arguably, they should have been successful. Yes, and they've lost out 15, 18, 20 times making offers. So it's it's tough. It's, it's tough, and you know, really, I guess the whole. The whole strategy with it is go in with your best foot forward. That's mm-hmm. all you can do on the price side mm-hmm. and go in with what you feel that value is. Um, knowing the market we're in right now, prices are going to continue to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't foresee an end in this anytime soon. So knowing that you're buying today, you're, you're going to do just fine. And I think that's a big component of it too. Yeah. As long as you can afford it, yeah. you know, so, so some of the things you can do, you can determine a price that, that is within your means and you're able to, mm-hmm. to sustain those mortgage payments. And then I think you have to look at it and go, okay, now, you know, what else can I do? What, you know, aside from price, because let's assume there are 10 offers and they're all the same price. That's right. What else can you do? And I think real estate emotional or is emotional. So residential real estate is very emotional. And, you know, I speak from experience. When you sell your house, you want to sell it to someone that's going to enjoy it the same way that you did, that's going to appreciate the renovations that you did, mm-hmm. you know, the sweat that you put in to do that, those renovations and, you know, installing those new floors or, you know, the fact that you made sure that the windows were sparkly clean before they went through. You want someone to notice those things and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And so it's emotional. Mm-hmm. So if your offer price is the same, but you go in with a video showing that, hey, this is, you know, we love your home and you're sincere on that video and talking about how you're going to live yourself in that home, you're going to strike a chord with that seller. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I know a couple of years ago, I think it was, that there was, it was quite dramatic and it was all over the news um, where some sellers had accepted a, a far lower price. Yes, that's right. Than, than any of the other competing bids because they were seniors, yeah. so a senior couple selling a home. They weren't overly concerned about money and, and really wanted the house to go to the right person. Mm-hmm. And those are heartwarming stories. And you go, okay, well, we just need to find, you know, as a buyer, we're going to yeah. find sellers like that. I haven't met one. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because money talks. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just the way that that this Mm -hmm. is. But, you know, selling that emotion does definitely help. And people want to know who's going to be buying their house. It's, you know, it's it's getting that insider information on the buyer. It's not just a name. It's, you know, you're a family. You're going to raise your kids. They're going to play in the backyard. And they appreciate the fact that, you know, you put a swing back there and they're going to use it every single day. Like I would want those people to live in that house versus someone that's going to just rent it out. That's a big difference. It's a huge difference. And I think a lot of people, I mean, through COVID, lots of us, the only people we were talking to over the fence was the neighbors. And so you you often, you know, if you've got good neighbors, that would matter as well. And knowing that the neighbors that you've loved and you've lived there for however many years, that the new family coming in will also get along well with those neighbors and keep that sense of cohesiveness. So... So, and, and selling that emotion, a video is the best, but if you can't do a video, 
do an email, draft an email, a letter yeah. that you can do, put, include a picture of your family or yourself on that. Any or your way dog. That, like we, we whichever, have yeah. letters with, with the family pet. And it's yep. sort of written from Fido's point of view. And yeah, we did have that. That yeah, was really was good. good. <laughs> they won they that won. one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that emotion. The next thing is, you know, subjects or your clauses that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to do your due diligence on the property. and You want to have time to do that. Yeah. But you want to limit those conditions if you can. So the fewer subjects you have, the better. Mm-hmm. We've seen lots of offers come through that are subject-free. And that's, you know, the nature of this, this market that we're in. You are going to compete sometimes in a situation where you're going to be yeah. against somebody else that's going to go in and comfortable going in without any conditions. So, so no home inspection, no confirmation of financing. No, no appraisal. So we're not huge fans of that. I, no. I hesitate on that. At the same time, I know sometimes that that's what you have to do to be able to secure that property. Yeah. And, you know, all we can say is do as much due diligence as you can before you put that offer in place. Yeah. Typically, we're seeing, you know, property gets listed. You have about a week that that seller is allowing showings to go through, and then they look mm-hmm. at an offer date. So in that time, you know, go and check out the city file. Um, If there's tenants in the property, review those lease agreements if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. again, you know, ensuring that your mortgage, you can even send that property, that MLS listing, to your mortgage broker and say, this is the property. You know, do you think it will appraise? Can you do a a small appraisal without walking through the home? Or any of those things that you can do to eliminate any of those risks so that you can then go in with subject-free. Well, there's a home inspector in town who reached out and she's offering a, a mini home inspection and on available on quite short notice. It's not an in-depth, really extensive report like you would normally get, mm-hmm. but, but you know, able, she's able to go and, and do this sort of after hours so that instead of needing a week or two weeks for a home inspection clause, you might be able to have that removed in a day or two. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe, fingers crossed, you might be able to do that before you submit your offer if you're willing to forego that mm-hmm. cost. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on who's in the home and if the sellers would allow you to, mm-hmm. but that might be something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so few subjects. The next thing is deposit. This is a yes. big component of an offer. You it know, really is more so now than it used to be. Yes, people are really, really paying attention to a deposit. Mm-hmm. And so, on average, what would you say that deposit should be? Oh, you know, I know in bigger centers, they do a percentage. They'll say, mm-hmm. you know, 5% of purchase price or what have you. Here, we don't really see that. But, you know, on the low end, a deposit, if it's a four or $500,000 condo or what have you, it might be a $20,000 deposit. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a $4 million property, it's probably $250,000 mm-hmm. or more. Or more. And... And, and something, so you want to have that deposit to be sort of within the norm. If you can have that deposit to be higher, have that deposit higher. Mm-hmm. That's, that really shows that you're willing and able as a buyer to be without that money from the day you remove your conditions and, until closing time. So, and that deposit is part of the purchase price. Yes. So it's not above and beyond whatever the, the price is mm-hmm. that you're agreeing to pay for the home. It's part of your down payment, but it does mean that it's out of your bank account and, and sitting in trust until closing. Until date. closing. Something that we are seeing um, with some great success is that people are putting their deposits um, up front. Typically here in offers, mm-hmm. people don't pay their deposits until the subject removal date. So say you have, you make your offer, you have subjects in place for 10 days while you do your due diligence, such as your home inspection or your bank appraisal, and then you put your deposit. 
we're seeing now that for, to be successful in an offer, people will say, you know, we're going to have our deposit or our subjects off in 10 days, but we're going to pay our deposit today. Yeah. And we're going to pay maybe if it's even just a portion. If your overall deposit's 100000 maybe they pay 25000 upon acceptance, 75000 mm-hmm. on subject removal. If you don't remove those conditions, that deposit gets sent back to you, mm-hmm. but it just shows your intent again. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a strong signal. Something that we've also started to see more mm-hmm. recently is deposits payable directly to the sellers. Yes. And I know that, that can be as a buyer, that can be a little bit risky because what if something happens and you've given the sellers $25,000 or what have you. But if there are two offers that are identical and one of them the deposit instead of sitting, you know, at a trust account or at the lawyer's trust account, if it's paid directly to the sellers, it's Mm-hmm. It can be strong. It's you know not necessarily advisable when you're buying, but but a seller does certainly look at that, and we have seen that win out in in situations. Mm-hmm. Or even you can again do a portion going directly to the seller, and a portion maybe gets held in trust. But um, a seller does like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing is closing dates. You know when that property closes, so that's the completion date, and then the possession date, and that's when the property becomes yours. That's when you know it changes hands on title, and you get to possession is the day that you get to move in. But if you're flexible, we actually have seen some offers, and and you know where the dates they leave blank, they let mm-hmm. the seller fill those in. We're mm-hmm. flexible. If you want six yeah. weeks, that's great. If you want two months, that's even great. So yeah. and and longer in some six cases, six months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something. I mean, we've even seen some situations where the buyer will say, we're happy for you to stay in the property. You can rent it back. We'll complete tomorrow. Not technically, but we'll complete as quickly as we can. And you can rent it back while you go and try to find something. Because mm-hmm. it's hard for those sellers to then turn around and become buyers in this market. Oh, I think that's the whole whole issue is lack of supply in our market. Mm-hmm. And we know a number of people who are thinking of selling their homes right now, but they have no idea where they're going. Mm-hmm. And that would be really reassuring that, you know, I, I could see some sellers actually taking less for their home if they knew that they would have, you know, a month to month tenancy up to a period of say a year, but where they would be able to to stay living in their home while they found something. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's not a strategy we're seeing done a lot, but I think it would be really appealing to people. And it would actually encourage a lot of people to actually take the step to sell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they had a year to find something that would, that would change things. It's reminding me of a cartoon that I saw that went around on one of the realtor Facebook groups or something recently. And it, it talked about, there were two, two agents there, one representing the seller and one representing the buyer. And the seller said, okay, you know, thank you, buyer's realtor. Thank you so much for this offer. Uh, just noticed it's got signatures on it, but nothing else. It's completely blank. And the buyer's realtor said, yeah, we've written so many offers. We're exhausted. Just fill in the price, the terms, the everything you want. (laughs) We're done. And it's all, I mean, you laugh and you go, oh, that's crazy. And that's actually almost what the market's like. Yeah, it is. It's it's, it's tough being a buyer right now. It's really tough. It's, you know, hopefully these little tips will give you just a nugget or two of of something that you could use and, Mm -hmm. and hopefully help give you a bit of an advantage to be able to secure something in this escalating market. And if you have any other questions or if you would like us or one of our agents to help you make sure that you can secure a property, please let us know. We're always happy to help. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Estate for Real People. If you want to reach out to the Stone Sisters, visit www.stonesisters.com. This podcast was produced by Podigy Podcasts. See you next time.